0: so welcome everyone to the ja show we have such an exciting show today why because we have an incredible guest you know i met this person whilst i was in new jersey in the usa and the story was a great friend of mine said you have to meet this person his name is chris salem and will i tell you from my own personal experience meeting him i was so impressed You know, he's so authentic, he's so passionate about what he does and also about, you know, leadership, business. He's a great coach, speaker and author. And I just want to share more about his background to really, really, you know, just show The incredible person, his successes as well with what he does in terms of the professional network that he's created, but then also within the community and the people that he cares as well. So he's a CEO of CRS Group Holdings. He mentors and he consults with entrepreneurs, business leaders and companies. And something that I truly, truly love, and I saw this in action when I met with him personally, was the power of the growth mindset and the true importance of that when it comes to scaling your business, you know, in terms of thriving and especially for transparent leadership. You know, people are looking for leaders who are transparent, who are honest. And I really loved that when I met with him because he had so much to say on that specific topic as well. And something that I also loved is, you know, he's such a great strategist when it comes to business and emotional intelligence. Wow, that is key. In terms of being able to also just seeing, you know, I, I love in terms of emotions, how it really, really can, you can understand where you're, in terms of your success, are you using the right emotions? Is it positive? So I'd love, you know, I'm so, so passionate about this topic because he's going to share more about it as well. He's a corporate trainer, media personality, wellness advocate. There is so much to add to the list as well. Now his his books now, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, and Create Prosperity. And that was an international bestseller in 2016. He's going to talk more about that on this show. Now, another one as well, he's also co-authored the recent addition to Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Canfield. For a lot of, you know, the people who are such a fan for his work as well. He's also a radio show host for the Sustainable Success and that's part of the Voice America Influences channel. And I'm you know, we're gonna be so excited to talk more about that topic about not only success, but also making sure it's sustainable. You know, I'm adding more and more to this list. There's so much to add to his incredible portfolio. He's a CEO and the co founder of the Empowered Fathers in Action. He's gonna be sharing more and more on that. So welcoming Chris Salem. Welcome, Chris. <laughs>
1: Laura, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to be on the show with you here today. I've been looking forward to it and be happy to share some wisdom today that helps your audience and uh, here to address any questions that best serves everyone here.
0: Well, we are so excited to have you. I mean, all of those things that I just talked about as well, it just shows, you know, the success that you've had within business, how you've impacted the lives of people as well. And, you know, I know that from meeting you personally, you're truly such a humble and authentic person. So we're so excited to have you and to be sharing so much wisdom and intelligence as well that, we, you know, also moves people to action. So, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, I know you've studied so much in terms of success. You've coached a lot of people when it comes to success principles. And, you know, you've acted also in action when it comes to that. So, can you just tell us more about what it means to be successful?
1: Well, what it means to be successful, it really depends on the individual. I mean, a lot of times what happens in our world is that everyone thinks there's this universal methodology or this you know certain level of success that everybody should have and the thing is you know success means different things to different people and what i would advise people listening is to really get honest and truthful with yourself to find out what are your core values and principles why do you do what you do and know that whatever that is how does that correlate to the success that you seek and how do you measure that so again some people might measure it in terms of wealth and net worth. Some may measure in the in the terms of the the people that they've made a difference in, in terms of their lives and in their business. There are a whole there's a host of different reasons why how, why or how people can measure success, but it always comes down to the individual level, tied to your own core values and principles and what that means to you.
0: That's so true, and that's about really knowing who you are as well, because self awareness is it's so key, then that way you can define what success means for you. But I'm also interested to know, Chris, I mean, there's a lot of people who say, oh, money's not important. I'm interested to sit, to hear what your thoughts are about that.
1: Well, I mean, money is, you know, money's course, is important. I mean, money is a form of energy. It's the byproduct of the value that we provide each other in this world. And obviously, with money, we can do certain things. It can help to create freedom and do certain things that, that align with our, our passion and our purpose. However, in itself, if someone is just placing emphasis just on the money only, no. But knowing that that what you put into, what, why you do what you do in terms of value to others, knowing that money is just going to be a byproduct on that level that you're serving. So is money important? Absolutely. But you know, not just focusing on the money itself, knowing that the money, again, is aligned with your values and principles to to the value that you provide in whatever you do and why you do it, and knowing that each time you're showing up to be your better self and, and delivering that value, that will correlate to the amount of money that you're able to generate from it.
0: Yeah, I love how you said that, Chris, because I think about it in the same ways, because there are many people who think that money isn't important. But the thing is, you can do so much more. And you are so spot on about saying that it's a form of energy. I actually spoke about this with my audience, you know, quite recently as well, where I said, okay, close your eyes. And just imagine, especially the American dollar, right? <laughs> imagine you, you close, you know, and, you know, when you compare it to other, When I remember when I went traveling and they would only exchange the American dollar, they wouldn't even accept the Australian dollar at the time. I thought, okay, that's power. So I was just giving this an example with my audience where I said, close your eyes and just pretend that you have the American dollar in your hand. Can you feel the energy? And they were saying, yes. And then have, for example, a piece of paper, just, you know, any ordinary piece of paper in your hand, can you feel that energy as much as you do feel the dollar in your hand? And they said no. So you were completely right about that, you know, and it starts with imagination. And then also, I loved how you talked about aligning it with who you are in terms of your values and your principles as well, because that's when it goes a long way.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it, it's something that really just keeps us honest and true to our purpose. And and again, that we can always live each day, each week, each month, each year in a place of gratitude. And as we raise that level of gratitude, obviously more comes to us. You know, it's a it's a statement I always like to say, Laura, you know, and this is a, something I live by and I think could be very helpful to the audience in terms of gratitude and being appreciative of of the value you give and what you receive a term I like to live by in both business and my personal life is give without expectation receive without resistance so again that's give without expectation receive without resistance and you know think of it like a boomerang you know what you Mm -hmm. put out there comes back but it doesn't necessarily come back from the source that you gave Too many people are tied to the outcome, tied to the emotion or to the or of that attachment that if something is not returned or expected in return, that they can get frustrated, upset. And then what they do is they're blocking in receiving something with resistance from some coming from somewhere else. So, again, this is the law of prosperity. So it's so important. That we you know we we focus on results, but yet not on the results itself, but the process. So yes. when we give without expectation, we, it allows us to embrace the process and allowing to you know receive without resistance, which is the results that you seek. That is a byproduct of that process.
0: That is so so true, and I've seen that in action as well. So you know you talked about gratitude, and and then also about giving. I mean, in terms of giving without expecting, like I and I, I shared this with a lot of my audience as well, even on LinkedIn, I said, give without expecting. And that spoke to so many people. Why? Because it's the truth. And you've seen that as well, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only, I mean, again, we have to be an example for other people, right? If we're going to be an influence in a good way on others to find within themselves, we have to be that example. So. You know, that statement I just gave is something I've been living by for for a long time. And because I can honestly say that I did not live that way, you know, 20 years before. And I had struggled throughout my life with a lot of demons, a lot of addictions and and a lot of frustration. So, um, yeah, it is something that we have to be that example, and be consistent every day with it.
0: That's absolutely true. Being an example, because people I think people actually, actions actually do speak louder than words at moments. And so I know words are important, but people actually want to see how you're acting, you know, and that's also with the words that you use. So I'm quite interested as well about gratitude. How do you practice gratitude?
1: Well, I mean, again, to practice gratitude, you got to be in in a a certain frame of mind called the present moment, you know, or you could call it mindfulness. So there are certain things that I do each and every day very early in the morning that help me to keep keep present and that way I can really feel the gratitude and be appreciative of where I am where I was and where I'm going and that is you know finding clarity through meditation and journaling something to habits that have now become you know patterns in my life that I do each and every morning seven days a week 365 days a year that allow me through that consistent that consistency To stay present because, you know, it's not always easy to be present. And so when we're able to really stay in that place more than just the past and the future is when we can really experience gratitude, even going through difficult periods of our lives and in business so that we can be grateful when we are in the good times or the good flow of things that we can be appreciative of that.
0: Uh, that's so true, you know, and I've experienced that as well and also just speaking with, you know, some of the great listeners where the moments when you are in the presence, you kind of forget about everything else that should be worrying you because you're just focusing and you're being grateful just like speaking to you at the moment. <laughs>
1: and, Absolutely. Yeah. And like I yeah, said, I mean, yeah. right now it's just you and I and that's where, you know, I'm focused on. I'm focused on this conversation that we're having. And just being grateful, knowing that, you know, I've been blessed to be this example and, and I've gone through these trials and tribulations and seen the the dark side, the challenges of knowing that I can appreciate all that because I wouldn't be able to be what I am today for others as that example had I not gone through that. And that's the the beauty about having gratitude each and every day.
0: Well, I love how you can be so humble about it and also express your challenges so with those challenges, can you tell us more about that and then how you overcame it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can say that in the past. I didn't know what the problem was, uh, but which I'll explain later. But I mean, but, you know, growing up, I grew up in a in a dysfunctional household and, you know, there was a lot of codependency. Um, my father was not read, readily available. He was always traveling and not emotionally checked in when he was uh, here, you know, work you know with my brother and I and my mother. So I grew up uh, as a boy with no validation. you know, as a young man, we seek validation from our fathers or some type of figure that we want we want to aspire to look up to. And I just didn't have that. I didn't have that validation. I grew up kind of directionless. and as a result of that, that had an effect on my my self-esteem, my level of confidence, even though I was able to project myself, or put the mask on to look otherwise. You know, I would put the bravado, you know, mask on to look like, you know, I had a high level of self confidence. My steam was high, but in reality, it wasn't the case. And and I went through my teens, my college years, and even my twenties, just an angry, bitter young man. Uh, again, not knowing where it was coming from, and I didn't know it was my father at the time. And as a result of this, you know, it affected my relationships with people personally and in business. I had a great worth ethic. I was able to produce, but yet it would be short lived because I would sabotage it with my anger and my my quest and thirst for validation that I didn't get. And when my expectations went unfulfilled, I would lash out. And that behavior was very codependent, very toxic. And as a result of that, that affected my growth in terms of both personally in relationships with myself, others and in business. Now, I didn't realize until I went through a turning point that instead of blaming the world or that everything that was happening to me, that I was I was responsible for everything that was going on up to that point. And it was up to me to decide what I had to do to find out what was causing this and how to go about resolving the root cause to this this life that was not working for me. You know, I was experiencing
0: it through anger. So how did that aha moment come when you realized? Well, I mean,
1: yeah, you would figure, I I had two near death experiences in my 20s that you would think that would have been the wake-up call, but it wasn't. The wake-up call for me was in, when my father was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 56. Definitely. And, you know, here was a, you know, a, a very, you know, at the time, my dad was very in good shape, uh, a strong man, at least in, in my eyes, in terms of stature, but not emotionally. My dad was emotionally uh, checked out, emotionally unbalanced and had a lot of demons. But and as a result of this, that was the turning point, because in the last two years of my dad's life, it was like I, I felt that he made an attempt at that point to try to, like, recoup all of that lost time that he had. And he did that with me, but didn't do it with my brother. And it it was a point that I felt that for the first time that I realized my dad did not want to be there because he didn't care. It was because he didn't know how. Mm -hmm. How can you be the father or give what a child, you know, anticipates if you didn't have it yourself growing up and didn't know how to do it? See, at the time, I didn't know all this stuff, but it, it kind of just became you know, kind of came to me. And I realized at that point, no matter what has happened in your life, it is always up to us to choose to be accountable and responsible to go about resolving in ourselves. No one else is going to fix it. That's, and we can't keep pointing the fingers at everyone else. And that is Everything so true. Outside.
0: Did it give you the peace that you were looking for? At
1: he that did. Moment? My dad yes. looked at me with dying eyes. He couldn't speak. He was on morphine and I can just but I could hear him saying. That don't go down the path I did. I I sought out the almighty dollar for the sake of money. And I went, I defied my own core values and principles. I sacrificed my family as a result of it. And if I could do it all over again, I would do it. Don't make the same mistake that I made. And shortly after my dad died peacefully from there. And that was the turning point. That embarked me on this journey to go within, not to the outside, to blame the outside world and be the victim, but to own what had happened and to forgive my, to forgive everyone I had hurt and to get to the root cause of my own limited beliefs that affected my self-esteem and confidence. And that's what embarked me on that journey to move forward.
0: So there's so many great elements that you've just spoken about there. But I think also, what would you say then to kids today who are feeling like they don't feel loved from their father or their mother? What could you say to them?
1: I would say to them that, you know, in essence, that in, they, your, your father and mother do love you. Now, maybe sometimes they don't display that with, with the way they talk to you or the way they behave or communicate. Because, again, parents, for the most part, have good intentions or people in general. It's just that they don't know how to do certain things because that's how they were raised or that's how their own limited beliefs have defined where they are at that point. So, again, you can only be what you know. And just like in the case with my father, my father didn't receive that communication or love or validation from his own father, my grandfather. So how could he know to do the same for me? So in order for me to break that pattern with my own son, and in this case, I didn't have a son at that point, that I had to break this and get to the root cause of my own limited beliefs and to resolve it and to forgive the source, which was my father, and then more importantly, myself, and knowing that I can now reinvent myself to establish the right habits and disciplines that would allow me to truly and authentically To recoup and regain my level of self-esteem and self-confidence from a place from within that now I could be a better person and be a better example for others to find within themselves. That if I can't give what I don't have, so I have to become this to be the example so I can lead by example so others can do the same for themselves.
0: You just covered so many great examples there in terms of you know having the the right intentions breaking that pattern that we have the power to break that pattern doesn't matter you know our past or the people that surrounded us but really being able to have that power you know breaking breaking that pattern understanding what the root cause which you've just mentioned and I loved how you said reinventing yourself but then also within we need to start within
1: It's an inside job Laura. it always is. And, and and there's some great resources externally, right? People like yourself and myself that we, you know, we're examples for others. We coach other people, but we can't, nobody can solve your problem. Nobody can fix you. No one is going to be the solution nor, but resources can help. It's always what you take from that and go within to solve your own problem and to create your own solution and then develop a process to not only sustain it, but grow into what you desire to become.
0: That is so, so true. You know, You, uh, that's so, so true. Because the thing is, sometimes we also always look out for external things, resources, but it starts with us. Correct. Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I and mean, it think It you know, sounds think about- simple, but sometimes in life, we're just so focused on the external.
1: Well, think about like when people like people, you know, put all of their their energy into their faith, right? Whatever that may be. And again, I'm not getting religious here or spiritual, but what happens is when people just place everything that they desire to change in their business, their life, and they place that in the hands of their faith, whatever that may be, your faith wants to work with you, your faith or your higher power wants to contribute. Usually the faith or the or your spirituality is something that. You cannot control. It's out, it's it's beyond your control, right? But Mm -hmm. there are things that you can control, certain things that you could do with certain habits and disciplines that set up your success foundation. So if you're gonna make improvements in your life in business, it's a two-way street. You have to plant the seed, you have to cultivate that foundation and nurture it to start moving that that forward. And as you're doing that, what you can't control, which is your faith. The universe, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, is going to do its part. And does that mean it's always going to be a better roses when that's happening, when you're both working together? No, there's going to be trials and tribulations. There's going to be setbacks. There could be tragedies along the way. But as a result of that, that when you embrace that process, working together with gratitude, that in the long run, you are going to come out ahead to become why and what you aspire to be either in your personal or your professional life, or both, excuse me, doesn't have to be either or, both.
0: Yes, and sometimes you can combine it because it's who you are. And you've been such a great example. Yes, you've been such a great example of that. And, And so, you know, you spoke about all these different elements in terms of faith and also just, you know, planting the seed as well, understanding that trials, it's part of the whole process. And I loved how you talk about gratitude, but you know, being, you know, we're in January at the moment, But I've found that a lot of people, you know, they have all these massive goals. You know, 2020. There's been this massive motivation, but the statistics say that people don't continue on with their goals. So, what are the some of the things that you've seen as well? Why they fail to commit?
1: Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of different variables here. Number one, that that behind the scene, there are limited beliefs that are affecting their level of self-esteem or self-confidence. Again, whatever you are in terms of your confidence level or esteem level is what you're going to be experiencing and bringing into your life, whether if that's good or bad. That's that's, an, that's another factor. Number two, they are not operating from their true core values and principles. Again, a lot of times they are adopting somebody else's because, oh, if so-and-so is successful, then if I adopt those core values and principles, then I'll be successful. It doesn't work that way. You can take what what somebody does, but yet try to find where there's some alignment, but still you have to operate from your true Values and principles. Limited beliefs cloud that judgment. There's no clarity. So we often get tied up in other people's agendas and other people's core values and principles. Number three, the the, the goals that one one has are vague. They're not specific. They're not broken down at a, at a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly level. So it's like connecting the dots. They just have some you know generic goal or Maybe a number they're aspiring to reach, but there's really no process laid out to reach it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I call it a life and business strategy that you can can one plan out their life and business for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. What are certain things that that serve you that you do every day? Well, I wake up every morning at 415. I make my bed. I meditate for 20 minutes. I journal. I then, uh, you know, go to the gym four or five days of the week, not every day but I, all the other things I mentioned, I do every day. So these are like constants. These are things that I know will do every day of my life. So I can write that down seven days a week, 365 days a year for the rest of my life. Now I may not know all these things that I need to do to connect the dots to get to me, to get to those goals. However, that they will, that intelligence will present itself over time. So you can start plugging in to connect the dots knowing that when you're in the moment with clarity, you can become decisive because you can see the opportunities more clearly now that have been always there, but you've been because of the cl- uh, clutterness in your head operating in the past and the future, you've missed it. And when you have that to deci- when you can see that clarity or see that opportunity, you're decisive and you can take action. And as a result Absolutely. of that, then we can then plan more effectively and, and, and reach those goals. So the key is, is not to focus on, the end goal, a lot of people. that's what a lot of people will tell you, focus on the end goal, visualize it. OK, you can do that. That, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't visualize the end goal, but you can't just you know do that and think that you're going to reach it. You have to focus on in the moment, in the process. What do I have to do right now that will that will be the first step of, say, maybe, you know, 10,000 steps that are going to allow me to reach this desired result? And here's another thing I would say when people are looking at goals. Get rid of expectations. Think about expectations. Expectations often go unfulfilled. They are tied to codependent behavior and communication. And because they go
0: unfulfilled,
1: you get lost in the process or there is no process. And we end up going outside of ourselves to look for the excuse why it didn't get done, not within. If we substitute expectation with anticipation for the desired results, we can say that our results are going to be a byproduct of the process. So we need to focus on the process. So it's, it's eliminating the word expectation and substituting it with anticipation of desired results. That will in turn lead to focusing on the process, which leads to more interdependent behavior and communication that will allow us to be more clear and Again, lead us to where we want to go. Interdependency means that we own, we're responsible and accountable for our own actions, but yet we can share it and empower others to do the same.
0: So I was just going to ask that as well, because as part of it as well, you need to be in the right environment around successful people as well, or accountability.
1: you You know, think like we talk about, like you know, I know you're big on the think and grow rich, and I am too. You know, it's it's again aligning with systems and people. Where we operate interdependently means that we we were responsible for and accountable for our roles in our response and what we're what our tasks are. But we can be the example to empower others to do the same and come together to do bigger and better things. And what we do is we put ourselves into systems and working with people where we leverage each other's strengths and offset our weaknesses. Too many times we're focused on the things that are that we're not good at versus the things that we are. And this is why people often get tied up in the expectations, the codependency and not so fully reaching their goals that they anticipated You know when they started.
0: That's so true. I gave a really, really good example and even posted this on LinkedIn. It did so well and people really understood because I said, you know, today I had to run 36 K's. Um, And then also doing the marathon, for example, in, I'm talking about KC kilometers. (laughs) um, And so I would explain to people, they would think, how did you do it, Laura? And I said, well, when I ran, I thought, okay, I'm going to do 10 Ks. You know, I'm just going to think about 10 Ks. And then after that, I'll do another 10 Ks and then another 10 Ks. And then I thought, okay, once I get to 30, I'll just think five Ks and then seven Ks. And then I've done the marathon And that was just, it just put me at ease, you know, during the whole marathon. You know, I didn't, sometimes when you, you were right, when you think just on the actual final goal, sometimes it can cause that anxiety. But when you actually take those small steps at a time and you feel so empowered after you've gone that, you know, past that first hurdle, then you think, okay, I can do the next one. And just talking about the presence as well and being grateful in those moments. It's amazing what it can do when you get to that finish line.
1: It's so true. And, and, and this is where when we are talking about being grateful and appreciative. You know, when we operate from a place of interdependency, a place from, you know, bracing the process, this positions us to stay present, to offset fear from the past and the future, which creates anxiety. And then anxiety leads to procrastination where you experience it through worry and frustration. This allows us to be grateful. So even when we have setbacks, we 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 know that we could still see the blessings and opportunities disguised in that, still being grateful, knowing that if we go through it, not around it or avoiding it, that it's going to allow us to use that experience for something that will be good to further propel us uh, for success in our business, and our personal lives.
0: Yes, that's truly, truly powerful with what you've just said. But we're just going to go to a quick, quick break. But when we come back, Chris, we're going to talk about can you have it all? Because you've been such a great example of that in terms of having it all. You know, many people have said, I don't have time to do this and that or even look after their health. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about that specific topic because I also believe you can have it all. We'll be back quite soon. Surround yourself with people of the right character that also lift you to higher places. For your desire to translate into reality, you must also apply the Mastermind Principle. So join our Mastermind Alliance weekly online meetings. Register at www.lauraeribeiro.com forward slash mastermind. So that's www.lauraeribeiro.com r-i-b-e-i-r-o dot com forward slash mastermind to discover more. Community in a spirit of perfect harmony is power. So welcome back everyone to the J.A. show. We've been having such an incredible conversation, you know, talking about success, the process and everything that Chris said was just so empowering. You know, he uncovered so many gold nuggets and I'm sure that, you know, it's made you think, it's made you think about, you know, your process as well. And also what are some of the big plans that you're working on? And then one of the biggest things as well is can you have it all? So, Chris, can you please share with us, you know, you've been such a great example of showing us that, yes, you can have it all in your personal life, in your business, and even for your own personal development.
1: It's true. It's true, Laura. I mean, again, whatever you put your mind to and, you know, and focus on the things that you can control and let go fully of what that you, do, you cannot control and trust in the process and you have a specific game plan in place that is aligned with your core values and principles and really where you, what drives you from a purpose standpoint, you can, you know, so again, it's not like, you know, you're going to be doing things that might be unrealistic. You know, if, if you're, you know, you know, five foot two, that you're going to play in the NBA. Okay. But maybe you can be in the NBA basketball in another capacity, utilizing your strengths, So, again, it's it's there's a combination of a lot of things that we talked about that we have to do on a consistent basis, that we have to be focused on our strengths. We have to follow a game plan daily. We have to be committed to core values and principles and habits and disciplines that serve us if we're going to be, you know, striving towards achieving the things that are important in our lives and that, you know, whatever that is that, you know, that you could have it all both in so, life and in business.
0: So when people say, no, I don't have time, do you believe that's an unlimiting belief that they place on themselves?
1: Yeah, it's just a, it's a limited belief. Again, it's a form of procrastination. Again, if, if anything's important to you, you will always find the time. The question is, it's not about managing time. you mean that I don't have the time because I have to manage it. No, it's valuing your time. Are you engaged in priorities that really matter? Many people are busy in, in today's world but they're not focused on priorities that matter because basically when somebody's busy it's just another form of procrastination. It's not that they're sitting around because that to them would mean that they're not doing anything and that's procrastination. No, many people are busy but they're not productive. They're not engaged in the things that matter and then they wonder why they don't have enough time. The key is is that you have to value your time and be engaged in the things that really matter to those values and principles. That align with your your life and business strategy to those specific goals, being consistent with habits and disciplines that are going to allow you to be, you know, to drive that ship and sustain it. So these are the things that are, you know, you got to be engaged with each and every day. Nobody's going to do it for you, but yes. there are people that are going to help to offset your weaknesses if you have the right systems and people that you're aligned with interdependently. Yes, that's part of the equation, but but it, but you have to be. That person that we talked about, and all these things that we're talking about before all of these other things can be plugged in to make this uh, this make this uh, all work. So can you have it all? Absolutely, but you gotta you gotta believe it, and you gotta operate from the from this uh, this methodology that we've been talking about today here.
0: That is so, so true. And I know that might hurt for some as well, just saying, no, you do have time. You just need to, you know, you need to be purposeful as well.
1: It is the same thing with money. When people say, I don't have enough money. Well, when you think about it, I know people that have become what they desired to be and had no money, but somehow with their will, they found a way. I I remember there was a movie and I can't remember the exact name, but it, it, it starred Will Smith and he played a man that was raising a son in the subway in San Francisco, and he was basically homeless.
0: Pursuit and of happiness.
1: He, yeah, there it is. Pursuit of happiness. Yes. He had this, this aspiration. You know, he, you know, that he wanted to become a financial broker and an advisor, and he didn't even have the money to not let alone to even put a, a roof over him his head and his child. But somehow he was able to find a way with no money to put himself through. You know, going through the test to pass the Series 7 and, you know, the Series 66, whatever that, whatever those tests are. And then, you know, lo and behold, over the years, he became the VP of Dean Witter. Now, Dean Witter is no longer a company because they had you know merged with some other organization a while ago. But yet here was a man that had nothing financially yes. and was able with because of his determination to take care of his son and in his determination to pursue something he felt would you know, align with his interest and purpose, and then be the example for his clients in the pursuit of happiness. That you know, he rose to the ranks of the VP.
0: Yes, because, even so, yeah, yeah, even that moment you talked about, he did, He even walked into a meeting without wearing a suit. You probably yes. remember that. Moment in, yeah. I do.
1: I do remember. Now, like I said, the 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 title of the film eluded me there. For Thank God you remembered it. <laughs> it's it, so, too. It comes down to, again, priorities. And many times, again, the way people think their mindset, they're operating from a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. A fixed mindset bases decisions on absolutes like, well, this is where I am and this is how things are going to be. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. And that means, okay, that's a fixed mindset and that's how you're going to operate and just basically be in survival mode for the rest of your life versus a growth mindset recognizes, okay, I'm aware of where I am right now, knowing that this is not where I want to be. And these are everything that we talked about, goal setting and systems and, you know, habits, disciplines, core values and principles and methodologies and all that that we know that we can put that into place and trust the process to get to where we wanna be. That's the difference between a growth. It, it doesn't operate on autopilot thinking that, you know from limited beliefs, it operates from a place of getting to the root cause of those limited beliefs and developing a a, a, a methodology that will allow you to create a solution that will propel you forward in the future. So the key yeah. is, is to use the growth mindset as your foundation for your success, whatever that means to you.
0: That's so incredible. You've just, you know, continue to unravel more and more. (laughs) And, you know, you talked about desire that's so true i mean that that was such a great example as well i mean will smith showed how much he wanted it and i think that's something for our listeners to really understand as you're setting your goals as you're aspiring to something think about how much you want it how much desire you need to have that burning desire within and also how you mentioned finding a way we you know human the human spirit is so powerful it's truly really powerful and I've seen through that. He had nothing. And there are so many examples of that. And I love to, you also touched on money. You know, some people say, well, I don't have enough money. But the thing is, you know, does money talk? Does, can money do anything? It's the desire.
1: It's the right? desire because it, the, 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 the that every time when you believe in yourself and you plant the seed and you take the first step and your faith, again, the things that you can't control, that's the faith. When it does its part, it opens up doors, and then if all of a sudden gets back to the give without expectation, receive without resistance. It's like, well, wow, I didn't see that coming. Whoa, there's there's some money here that just is going to get me through the week. And then all of a sudden next month there's going to be now a little bit more. I can actually go to take takes my spouse to the movies now. And then next year I'm in a place now where I've, I'm you know I'm financially abundant. So these are the things that if we trust the process. And do our part, give without expectation, receive without resistance, because when you block, if you resist, you're not only blocking yourself, but you're blocking other people around you. So this is again, it's energy. It's the law of prosperity that this world. There's more than enough for everyone. It's just that the reason why people people are not where they want to be, because they've made that choice subconsciously from limited beliefs to put themselves there now some people are going to probably be mad hearing that well what about people in africa and certain people that are starving yes i understand there are certain situations there are certain things that how you know the world is set up but again Mm. gets back to the thing if there is a if there is a will there's a way it comes down to how strong and how much you
0: want it and And the growth mindset
1: yeah and some people would say well some people are ignorant they don't know what they don't know sure But again, it it comes down to if that if there's something that you feel that you're not where you want to be, you will find a way and the doors will open as long as that, again, you are always taking that first step, planting those seeds, nurturing it, sustaining it and cultivating it with those habits, disciplines, core values and principles operating from transparency, from gratitude. Again all of these things that you know will smith had exhibited you know in that movie uh that we saw you know several years ago so it's again it's again it's always that you are you are the captain of the ship when it comes to your life and that is you know again you got to assume responsibility and accountability no matter what cards have been dealt to you in life uh that is so
0: true you know you talked about responsibility there and that's what I was thinking as well because we are responsible and a clear example was I remember when I was sitting next to my grandmother during her last dying days and I just thought wow life is so real the only person that is responsible and when I'm on my deathbed I don't want to have any regrets you know I'm responsible for my life I need to start taking more action and it's moments like that you know we've talked about the aha moment before that we realize that there is we are the We are like, we are responsible. We have to know that we need to take action because it's our life. And we don't want at the end to say, I wish I could have, should have, or, you know, the ifs that we could have in our our mind. We can't blame anyone, really.
1: Exactly. It's, we got to get out of the victim role again, you know, stop living in the world of expectation and start, you know, just take responsibility, focus on what you can control again and let go of what you can't. Trust the process. Come from gratitude again. I know I'm repeating myself, but it, you know, a lot of times if we, if we say it over and over, people it, it just sinks in. It Eventually, forms they, part they of oh, your I, mind. just triggered. Boom! I get it now. And uh, it's, it's a it. daily I mean,
0: habit you need to yeah. know every single day. And I really love to hear about, you know, imagination. It's such a powerful tool. And I know you know we probably don't use imagination as much as we should. But how have you been able to use imagination well you know, i think imagination is
1: so important i mean think about when we're brought into this world as babies every baby or infant or even a small child has this imagination you know this these this creativity that's off the charts they're they're so inquisitive they want they're curious they want to learn they want to create but yet because of you know the people that are important in their lives the parents again nothing intentional nothing that they're doing trying to harm the child. It's just, again, they, they're only doing what they know. It's the parents own limited beliefs. Again, when they were growing up that they begin to kind of through example, the child children learn from what they observe. And as each year, as they get older from like four to five to six to seven, that innovation and that creativity and that imagination begins to dwindle. And again, Mm -hmm. these are things that are not even taught in schools. Again, we're we're not, we're we're not, they don't teach critical thinking in schools. They don't teach core values and principles in schools, like how to, you know, how to look at money and how to look at finance, you know, you know, even if it's something simple that kids can understand, these are all things that are missing. And thus why create these limited beliefs and reinforce them to where the imagination level gets to a point where it's limited. And it's a plane, So we, it's, it all starts in the home, and it, and it, you know, and that's obviously. It's so true. Yeah.
0: When you touched that as well, I, I remember just over the weekend when I spent some time at Disney and I saw so many kids and I'll just observe, you know, some of the lines going on the rides was literally two hours. It was that busy. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to embrace the moment. I'm going to like just embrace the moment. And I saw all these families and I saw the young kids, literally two years old, three years old. They were so curious, as you mentioned, you know, they, they were so creative. They were like asking questions and just touching things and just wanting to learn more about it. And then there were moments where the parents said, no, you can't do that. Be quiet. You know, so it really, I, I truly understand that. And I think, you know, more and more, we need to be very open minded about encouraging the critical thinking of young kids because And also just for, you know, adults as well, to know that they still can dig down deep within themselves because we were born to create. Yes. Right.
1: We are. I mean, life is it's not it's not finding ourselves. So many people in this world are trying to find themselves. It's about creating yourself. And again, if we're going to create ourselves, it's like think about like if you're sculpting, you know, something like, you, you know, you see in Italy, in Greece, you know, when you see those beautiful sculptures. Again, it's a, that starts with the imagination, and and the thing is, with an imagination, we got to come from a place of limitless, limitless beliefs. We have to come with a clear mindset or a growth mindset that's clear, and and know that we can trust ourselves and believe in ourselves. Coming from those core values and principles, to be to imagine what is possible, and then to go out and put together a process. With a with a strategy that you follow day in day out, week in week out, month, quarter, annually, to make it happen.
0: That's, That's so it. absolutely, and I, I also want to touch on your book as well, the master your inner critic. So what inspired you to write the book?
1: Well, as I it stated earlier, it was my my life experience growing up, uh, angry, uh, you know, my experience in you know work when I was in sales. Uh, develop, you know, starting businesses that would end up, you know, very successful and then all of a sudden just drop like like it never existed. It just failed because I, you know, I self sabotaged every situation from my limited beliefs and my anger was how I experienced it and how I displayed in my my uh, behavior and communications with others. So you know it basically it, that's what inspired me to write the book so I could create a you know a, a process and a methodology that was easy to understand uh, it's only 105 pages you know there's no fluff in here it shares per, uh, st- stories the methodology on what you can take from it again and what it, what it means to you and, and and what how you can use it to your values and principles to get out of the problem and into the solution to create the life and business that you aspire to become.
0: That's so important because I know people talk about the why and you've also been able to talk about the how, because a lot of people get stuck in the how. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and the thing about the how is that we, many people feel that they, it, everything's got to be perfect. I have to know everything. See, the key is, is that if you're going to make a business or your life successful, you don't have to know everything. If you ask Richard Branson, Richard, did you know everything when you started Virgin? He would say that I knew 20 percent of what I had to do. The other 80, I had no clue. But you know what? He but he trusted the process that that intelligence would come. That intelligence is intellectual intelligence. That's facts, figures, data, trends. Okay, those are things that we can know. We can actually see, touch it, maybe feel it, (laughs) taste it possibly. But then there's EQ. Okay, there's a different types of other intelligence, emotional intelligence. There's love intelligence. So these are things that you can't always quantify. And again, you know, engineers don't like to hear that, and that's okay. But knowing that, that again is trusting the process. That's again control letting go of the control. You can't. Too many of us are focused on that we have to control every aspect and know everything to start a business to make it successful. And that equate, if that recipe will not set you up for sustainable success, if you're going to set yourself up, you've got to trust that you can go with the constant, go with the intelligence that you know, and letting go of the rest that you don't, knowing that each day, each week, it will present itself that you can plug in and to connect the dots to rise. So many successful companies that are out there, you know, the apples of the world, the, you know, the Zappos the, the you know, that that's the shoe, uh, online shoe provider. These are organizations that operate from a growth mindset. They trust the process. They work interdependently. They have environments that are set up that way to create innovative thinking and and, and to really spark people's imaginations. These are why these companies are light years ahead and why they're operating at a much higher level than say your typical company in the world.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing how you've just said as well that we cannot control everything. And that's also part of if you do feel like you you need to control everything, you're actually resisting as well. Yes. Right? You're You're resisting the process. You nailed
1: it. You nailed it, Laura. Yeah, absolutely. It's a form of resistance. Absolutely. And this is where that people, you know, not only people but organizations, people together have to recognize that intelligence from a business perspective even in your own personal life is beyond just intellectual fact, factual information it's 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 we got to we got to factor that in and it's so important
0: yes we are having so much fun chris <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something i also you know and i know that you know the audience wants to hear about this as well it's about your work with empowered fathers in action You know, because it's not only being successful within work, but also your family and your personal life. So please share more about some of your initiatives within that.
1: Well, I mean, everything that we talked about is things that I use individually as an executive coach with my clients, both on a business and or personal level. And I do this with companies to create interdependent work environments to, you know, with a growth mindset to improve communications, leadership uh, for enhanced productivity. Uh, efficiency and profitability. But it, we, we're taking these concepts and applying it to families. We want to be able to go in and show a family that we can uh, we can create a family structure, that one that is codependent and shifted to interdependent by parents addressing their own limited beliefs through this methodology, which is covered in the book. Master your inner critic resolve the root cause prosperity and then to be the example for their children moving forward. So EFA is providing this methodology uh, through communities where, you know, where facilitators can can work with families to do this so they can be better examples for their children. So these children now can grow into adults with higher levels of self-confidence and self-esteem so that they can be better leaders in their homes, churches, communities, and in business, coming from Mm -hmm. interdependency rather than codependency. So EFA is all about addressing it at the home level outward. We have curriculum for schools to teach this in schools with critical thinking. Teaching kids how they, the concepts of empowerment, leadership, wellness, and developing a prosperity mindset. So That's these are powerful. things that are, yeah, so we are here to hit, hit everything where we want to work with businesses, communities, and with the families and be able to really start making a difference. This is not about competition. This is about collaboration, that there is more than enough in this world. Let's stop working against each other. Let's work together to make a better world, and that's what we're committed to in the FA.
0: Well, Chris, you have been such an incredible guest, you know, and you've been sharing so many great things that I know people can just take away and implement it in their life. It's also given them a lot of thoughts as well, that you can make a difference, that you have the responsibility, but not resist, but also feel empowered, that, wow, you can make the decision, you can make that choice, you, you can make the decision you know, and really understand what success means for you as well. And so, Chris, I just want to say thank you as well. And for our listeners, you know, to get in touch with Chris, you can go to his website. It's www.christophersalem.com. He's truly an incredible person, an incredible family man as well, and, you know, just a wonderful person in business. So thank you so much, Chris, for joining us and sharing your incredible insights.
1: Laura, thank you so much for having me. It has been an honor to be here. And I want to thank also all of your listeners out there, you know, for the opportunity to share this. And again, I'm just the messenger and just here to inspire people to find within themselves to do what's best for them.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you everyone for tuning in as well. We love your mission and also your passion. What you think about, you bring about. But just make sure you also speak it out. Don't allow your silence to kill your dreams. Make it happen and know the universe is on your side, especially when you know exactly what it is you want. If you put your focus, energy and positive thoughts on what you desire, you'd see the abundant opportunities come your way. Whatever it is, if you have that burning desire, it's as if it was meant to be. You feel it in your heart and it moves you to action. The universe gives you what your heart desires. Speak your dreams, speak it out, and do not silence your dreams. Keep your voice and visions alive. For pre-orders of my book, Your Silence is Killing Your Dreams, register on my website www.laurairibero.com and I'm sure to keep you updated on the release.